0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Small Talk Japan. On this show we talk about all things Japan in English. My name is Mitch and I'm here with... Alex.
1: Hello. I'm back again. You are back. <laughs> welcome back. How long has it been since you've been on the show? It's a long time. I've forgotten how to do it, to be honest with you. I think
0: last year, November December was your last episode or something like that. Probably. That sounds about right, yeah. Yeah, and now you're unshaven. Yeah, uh, I've not well. shaved since November. <laughs> very slow beard growth. That's a, that's a slow burn. Slow but thick. <laughs> Yeah. Here's a question for you. Okay. Are you going to do that whole thing where, you know, like if you. If you get a little older, start putting on a little bit of weight as a, as a man, you can kind
1: of grow your beard and it doesn't yeah. look like you're overweight. I don't know anything about that. No no, 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 I'm idea. serious. No. It's a thing. It's no, a thing. no, it doesn't bother me though because I'm in peak condition physically. <laughs> Roll that
0: intro. <laughs> so in the intro now, we have uh, Ricky in there. And oh, it's, cool, it's, nice. it's amazing because Josh found this great footage of him that he surprised us with this, I think last week or the week before, I can't remember. Right. And, uh, it's like we, and I was like, look, it's Alex. He just looks, you know, arrogant just just look, <laughs> arrogant. just look arrogant that's he looks lost you know she, she's, she's like, gonna
1: fly she's guiding people
0: <laughs> Evan, look at this Ricky. Ricky it's so great he's in a dinosaur costume I love it uh, no, he usually dresses like that really. Ricky, uh, uh, Ricky's like Ricky's uh, racially ambiguous yes I know you like you don't really know what he is
1: yeah it was well, not a dinosaur I can tell you he's that not, yeah. he's not a dinosaur <laughs>
0: Anyway, we're going to start today's uh, show with some pressing news. It is the biggest story uh, of the century. It's sushi terrorism. It's vital videos, like trend on really? TikTok and things. Wow. How is this terrorism? It's not, it's not really any of those things. But what it is, is uh, it's a new trend mm-hmm. on TikTok and Facebook, uh, Instagram where kids, mostly young men, will do things like lick the the bowl or the cups in like the kaiten sushi what do you call it in english sushi go round yeah conveyor belt sushi sushi go round yeah i never yeah. heard this before <laughs> if you google it it's, it's like it's one of the things in wikipedia sushi go round shut up or was really this, yeah anyway so they lick the stuff because like a lot of this stuff is like just left out and then you yeah, like yeah. you can take the cups and everything yeah. so they'll lick it or like they'll one guy was like like there's a video of this i think if, if josh can show it like, this guy's, like, licking his fingers and, like, touching the this, this sushi and stuff like that. Ew. Licking the, the, the uh, soy sauce and is stuff like that. Is this in Japan? Yeah, this is in Japan. Fuck off. <clears throat> so, this is, um, this is actually, they reported this guy to the police. This is actually a Sushi Roll, but this has happened at all the major chains. Right. And uh, they reported this guy to the police, and I think he was arrested. I think he's 17 years old. Um, and so, it's, uh, it's actually, a, it's a stupid, see, he's, like, licking the cups and stuff. It's a stupid trend.
1: That is so dumb. Yeah, I'm. I'm so angry. I can't speak. Uh, when
0: was the last time you actually went to kaitenzushi? Never.
1: Uh, not never, but not not recently. I only go to ones where they make it in front of you at the moment, <laughs> because uh, I'm, you know, raking it in. Uh, no, I'm not raking it. In. No, but kaitenzushi is like
0: it's an experience. I love it. I, I especially like the ones that have like the Sheen the bullet trains that bring oh, it, it out to you. Comes out first. Yeah. It's yeah. So good. Yeah, sushi. You know, I'm not into the kaiten sushi anymore. I've
1: kind of well, got it's, bored of
0: it. It's when you live here forever, it becomes like you know a McDonald's. Well, it's fast food, right? right. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, they won't be able to do it forever. Um, soon because of the overfishing of the oceans. You know, depressing news all around today. Um, they, they, they there's like projections that that
1: kind of sushi experience will probably be gone within a decade or two. But those kind of you know, what man-farmed, human-farmed fish or whatever. Yeah. I've forgotten the word for it. Fish farms. Fish farms. <laughs> fish farms. Uh, you know, they're going to produce some good quality fish, I think, going forwards, you know. When I was in Mexico, I saw all these fish farms off the
0: coast of, mm-hmm. Me- of the coastline of Mexico. I don't know if it's still there. And I asked one of my guides, and I was like, hey, dude. I was like, what's all that shit? And he's like, oh, those are uh, tuna farms for Japanese restaurants. Right, okay. And I was like, holy shit, that's interesting.
1: But I went to sushi restaurant with a guy who eats a lot of sushi uh, recently, and he ate... One bite and he just goes. Oh, this is like from a fish farm. I don't want it. Mm. He said he can tell immediately. Well, so that, I don't know if that's cool or just kind of like it's annoying. It's kind of cool and annoying at the same time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I kind of respected it, but at the same time, I thought, well, mm, we've paid for it. So <laughs> well, there there
0: are there are some like you know downsides to fish farms. Obviously, disease being mm-hmm. one of them, and then also there's a there's there's an uh, an ecological uh, uh, danger to them because. Basically, it's fish poop. Yeah. If you concentrate a lot of fish poop in one area. Yep. You know. You Delicious. Can, you can, no, you can kill the, the surrounding environment. Yeah. Anyway, let's actually get to our real headline today. The The Luffy, Luffy? Is that, how you say this? Luffy? Because it's a. If it's based off the anime character, it's Luffy. Yeah, it's based off the the One Piece character. So, okay. Oh, the guy with the
1: extendable uh, arms. Never <laughs> ever, is that it, Inspector Gadget? No, it's this guy, isn't it? I have no idea. Inspector Gadget's got extendable appendages. As well, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, anyway. Uh, so so this Luffy
0: uh, gang, basically we, we talked about this last week. These guys uh, supposedly, allegedly, uh, from the Philippines are like calling people in Japan and like recruiting hoodlums to uh, like like gangster people, like bad guys to go around and like rob people. And I think they're up to some ridiculous amount of money now. I forgot what the, the, the sum was, but like... They were they were supposedly the suspects for this were supposedly arrested and now they're facing extradition to Japan but I think one of them is actually still on trial in the Philippines so the, his extradition is like unknown at this time like whether or not he'll be uh, like be able to come back here to face trial wow so you know I mean like this resulted in one death and then I'm trying to find the, the amount but it's like some ridiculous amount of money that they've stolen already.
1: So these Japanese people go to the Philippines and basically extort people and get money out
0: of it. No, no, no. no. So these these there's, there's two bad guys, supposedly, went to the Philippines and then they started recruiting Japanese people in Japan from the Philippines. Oh, I see. Okay. And then having them rob people that they somehow got information about. Like one of these robberies like was an old woman who had like a, like a ridiculous amount of money, like $100,000 worth of cash in her house and gold bullion. Really and they 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 rocked it in your house and they stole all of her stuff and
1: interesting because usually they outsource from the Philippines so it's interesting that somebody's created a, a business where you outsource <laughs> Japanese workers to to the Philippines instead <laughs> yeah but in I, a way that's commendable
0: it's just it's just gangsters <laughs> and then like two of them supposedly live in the in the Philippines right I see yeah. yeah so among the cases of the murder robbery of the 90 year old i'm not going to read her name uh in her and she was that was the one with the with the all the money and then they murdered her and they took her money and her gold so if these are actually the bad guys i hope that they <clears throat> get uh get their gets justice served because fuck that shit that they're comeuppance they're comeuppance yeah i can't find the total amount of money stolen but from that specific uh Case that you mentioned, they stole 35 million yen. So that's about $271,000 in in cash and gold. I think the total was somewhere around like 40 million US was like what they've stolen over the years and what they'll do is they'll recruit these guys online and one of the guys that were arrested was who said that once they knew the guys in the philippines allegedly all this is alleged knew that uh his the the guy in japan's personal information he felt like if he didn't do the things that they'd dox him or hurt his family right i see so then you know these these kind of probably out of work you know not in the best time in their life the best best you know position in their life guys get you know wound up in this like kind of crime world and then they get blackmailed to stay in there and do other things yeah
1: well summary don't join a criminal gang yeah just don't break the law yes okay different story here another sad one unfortunately uh recent news uh a foreign skier has been killed uh, in an avalanche actually two people died uh including a world champion freestyle skier in uh otari uh over the weekend well last week it was um so off-country, uh, back off piece. you know, backcountry skiing is quite popular in Japan. Yeah, very popular, supposedly. Yeah. Um, and these guys had actually come to do, I believe, a promotional campaign as well. So they'd got some funding from a local tourism promotion board. Um, and were out there as professionals as well, but got trapped in an avalanche and unfortunately uh, died as well. So, you know, uh, you wouldn't imagine really it would be that dangerous in Japan, I don't think. You know, you hear about off piece skiing in like Alaska or somewhere like that and think it might be super dangerous, but... You know, even in Japan, this kind of thing can happen. So what, what they talked about in the article as well is
0: that in Japan, because the the weather here, you get really, really like soft snow. It's yeah. not compacted. But what will happen is like if it doesn't continuously snow, it'll warm up during the day and it'll kinda of melt the snow and then it'll freeze again overnight, right, okay. and then snow on top of it again, which makes this perfect storm for an avalanche. Yeah, yeah. Whereas in Alaska and stuff like that, it's just frozen all the time, so you don't get that. Yeah. So, I mean, it is, skiing is is dangerous. I mean, people think skiing is just like, you know, fun for the family, and usually it is, but you know, um, Cher's husband, what's his name, Sonny?
1: Yes, yeah. Yeah,
0: he died from a skiing accident. He crashed into a tree. He right? crashed into a yeah. tree,
1: yeah. yep. So, you know, I mean, people, he knew the risks, I imagine. Um, professional skier as well. Yeah. Um, you know, these things do happen. I think some people were criticizing the tourism promotion body for providing funding for them. Yeah. But to be honest with you, I mean, you know the risks if you do something like that. And I'm sure they signed disclaimers and things like that before they went off-piste. I think they dropped them by helicopter as well. Yeah. So, you know, um, in that situation, it's just an unfortunate accident, I Well, think.
0: not only that, but it's up to the, the the person, the skiers to have, you know, agency and say, okay, well, today's conditions look acceptable or today's conditions don't look acceptable. Yeah. Um, a completely... Kind of related, kind of unrelated story. There was these, uh, I think they're called Vulcanists. What's a vulca- volcano person called? I think they're called a Vulcanist. Vulcans. Vulcans. We, we reference Star Trek so much on the show. It's yeah. ridiculous.
1: I've not watched Star Trek for years. i watched Next Generation and then just... TNG was peak sci-fi.
0: I still I, I keep that. Is it called a Vulcanist? Vulcan, vulcanologist? Vulcanologist. Vulcanologist. vulcanologist? These two, the they were a married couple from Fra- France. I think they were French. They went to Nagasaki to see uh, Uzen, the right. volcano there, mm-hmm. and it's you can you can watch this on on YouTube. The, the, the newsreel is still there. They're like one of the the TV reporters because it started to get a little active. Mm-hmm one of the TV reporters go, you know, aren't you afraid? Because these guys have been to all the volcanoes in Hawaii and all these other places. And they're like, aren't you afraid? As in, you know, it's kind of dangerous. And like, you know, because as the French do, he's like, oh, it's such a small, tiny baby volcano, blah, blah, blah. We'll right. be fine. Mm-hmm. And uh, they got caught in a pyroclastic flow and they died. Yeah.
1: yeah. So well, you uh, never
0: know, do you, you know? Don't underestimate nature. There's a, one of the comments on that article is like, Japan is easy mode. It's like the starting zone in any game. Like, no one's going to m- take your money. Like, It's just, you know, very safe, very, you know, clean environment with, you know, great food and everything. But Mother Nature will fucking kill you.
1: Yeah, no, it's true, man. (laughs) I mean, look at place names in Japan are a good hint, actually, they say. Um, So when people have changed the name of the place, they often forget about the reason why the original kanji were like they were. Uh, So there's a place in, for example, Kagoshima called Ryugamizu, which is like um, kind of dragon water or whatever. And it's because the water comes off the mountain really quickly and Uh, steeply um so you know the place names give a hint to the kind of natural dangers that face these places in
0: 311 the big earthquake tsunami there was these little placards in the ground that said don't build your house below this point point." Mm. and then like the builders just like ripped them out and threw them away and they're like what is this shit yeah yeah <laughs> you know so yeah
1: yeah ignore nature at your peril
0: yeah uh you know when i got my boating license here in japan like that was the one thing that they kept telling me was like they're like you know one of the major deaths like uh, causes of death for young people is actually like just like boat like you know pleasure uh activities like boating or skiing and stuff like that so Mm -hmm. i said watch your shit uh net population influx into tokyo accelerates for first time in three years the summary of this this, uh, article is there was a pandemic people were working remotely so there's no need to move to tokyo and now that that's over people are moving back to tokyo end of my story yes
1: i mean i like to be honest with you right i thought remote work would kind of kick off a new kind of way of working in Japan post pandemic, but it doesn't really seem to have done that. People are going back to the modes of work from before. Now you can have an online meeting. Sure. No. but You can't do networking or anything like that remotely. Well, so, the Silicon Valley also had the same thing. They're like, I mean, that's why Apple and
0: Facebook and Tesla and all those big companies are just like, come back to the office. Yeah. yeah Cause yeah. they're like, when people are all spread out, it's like, it's just difficult to have that. You know, they, 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 in Silicon Valley, they had this idea of like these, uh, what is it called? The, it's, it's the, the random collisions is what they wanted to create. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like where, you know, the guy from accounting and the guy from advertising meet each other at the water cooler. And all of a sudden they birth up this new idea that neither of them would have had independently. Mm-hmm. So they wanted to like facilitate that kind of like, you know, camaraderie. And uh, what they did is they made these ridiculous open floor office plans that don't work at all.
1: But it's easier to have top of mind with other people if you're, present in their kind of office space as yeah. well so i mean i walked into some big government offices the other day in tokyo and walked past about you know 150 people all sat working and then two of those people looked me up on linkedin because i've got a gold account so i can see he's looking at me or whatever <laughs> and then and then somebody else emailed me and said do you want to be a part of this project we're doing you know just because they saw you and thought oh yeah that guy you yeah, know you yeah. know it does work like that and it's it's important to have those kind of connections um, well, I think that remote isn't going to truly get remote until
0: we get a situation where it's like Ready Player One, where you're like fully immersed into a, a virtual reality. Yeah, yeah. Until mm-hmm. we get to that level, I think that we, we can't completely remote. I do think that the pandemic did make things more convenient and sped up a lot of like onlining that Japan was really putting off and being really annoying about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it didn't change everything forever. Like, yeah. But, oh well, um, what do you got? next? I've got
1: reskilling. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, let's do that. Let's do reskilling. So,
1: Prime Minister Kishida's made a remark about um, women reskilling during childcare. Mm-hmm. And this has uh, sparked some controversy online. So, he's had uh, scathing criticism on social media uh, with people suggesting that politicians lack understanding of the demands of child rearing. Uh, the suggestion is that people uh, use the time while taking care of the child to actually get a degree or kind of learn a new skill or something like that. Uh, and then when they go back to work, they can be more valuable or more productive. But, um, you know, there's been quotes in this article saying, you know, tweets about it saying, try getting a degree while taking care of your own child. This is an administration of helpless old men, you know, that kind of thing. So I do understand that, you know, it's it's very difficult to, to raise a child at home and concentrate on doing something at the same time. It's not really tenable, I don't think. But at the same time, you know, continuous progression and skill advancement is really important. So taking those opportunities to, to learn new skills is good too. But I've got a friend in Tokyo actually who um, was uh, kind of a worker at a company. Then she had a, a child and then did looking after the kids for like, I think 15, 20 years or something like that. And then she went back to work afterwards. And she was saying that a lot of the skills you learn actually running a household are mm. equally applicable in business. Because oh. you're doing accounting for the finances. You know, you're doing people management. You're doing timetable schedules. You know, thinking about lots of different people's needs at the same time. So actually just looking after kids itself is actually a huge skill set that can be applied in other fields if you can transfer it. Yeah. So you know, that that's also very valuable too.
0: I can see this from both sides. I mean, I am no fan of Kushida. I think that he should be replaced as soon as possible. Um, But I do think that if you look at the the pay gap, the gender pay gap, you know, it's people on the left, like to say it's 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 sexism. And and if you actually analyze the gap, there is a gap uh, and there's a reason for there to be a gap. Um, If you actually analyze it, there is a uh, like a a discrepancy that we can't explain. So that might be sexism, but that's like maybe one or two percent. The rest of it is. Easily explainable. And the biggest part of the pay gap is that women have to have babies mm. to continue the population. And so if they have a baby, they're taken out of the workforce for X amount of years. And then they either never return or when they do return, they're well behind their male counterparts who never had to take time off to have a kid. Mm. That's basically it. Yeah, Women have babies. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's the whole thing. And so um, you get the situation where, okay, so what she wanted to say, probably, maybe, is that while they're away on maternity leave, is there a way to keep their skills relevant, keep them in, you know, you know not have this like gap
1: yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. I can
0: understand that. But at the same time suggesting that, oh, you know, you're on vacation, so you're not doing anything. You can just study, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah. You're not on vacation. You're Level raising up. a fucking yeah. kid. Yeah, yeah. So what I think the the government should do, and this is like the this is the the happy middle, is I do think that for because some people have babies and they have easy mode babies, babies mm-hmm. that go to sleep on time, sleep through the night, and then you know, they never have they never cry, they never throw a fit, and maybe they only want one baby, so they're not managing other children at the same time. So maybe in that situation, maybe the mommy says, okay. I would like to be able to go online and take a course. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> having support for that, having the option to do that and having the government like back that financially, good thing. Saying to a mom, "Hey, you know what? You're not doing anything. Once yeah. you get in, once you get your ass in gear, It's fucking just stupid."
1: So what they should do is work on childcare services, so yeah. hoiku and and things like that, kindergarten where people can take the kids if they need to go to work. There should be more support for that. There should be more community support for People who've just had children and kind of stuck in the house. A lot of people feel separated from society. Yeah. You know, uh, don't have anybody to talk to. You can't really talk to people like you can in the West perhaps Mm. about your kind of psychological problems or whatever. Um, So that needs to be there. And then obviously, you know, flexible work as well because Japanese companies have very kind of rigid modes of work. Mm. So why not change that? You can change the hours. You can change... You know. Also the the processes
0: the uh, there's like a taboo, of, uh, you know, about women who put their kids into Hoiquin daycare mm-hmm. while they're going to work and stuff like that. So we need to destigmatize that whole thing. Yeah. If we don't do that. I mean, like, because you know, fifty percent of the population. Getting back to Star Trek, uh, there's a there's a D, the Deep Space Nine episode where the Ferengi, right, who are like. I don't want to say it, but I think that they were modeled. They're like racist against basic Jewish people. I think they are. Also, oh,
1: instead of having a big nose, they've got big ears. Yeah. No, no. Thing? I think that's what it is. <laughs> I think it is. it's just
0: anti-Semitism in, in Star Trek. But anyway, <laughs> so, they, but this is when they first appeared, but then they flushed them out as characters and they kind of like went away from that stereotype. Sure. Yeah. But anyway, so the Ferengi had this thing like they're on their homeworld, The women aren't allowed to work and they're not even allowed to wear clothes. All right. And then one day, like, uh, Quark had like the idea, like if you let women into the workforce I think his mom actually had the idea, then he championed it. But like if you let women into the the workforce, not only do you increase your, your output by fifty percent, you also increase your consumption by fifty percent. Right. And he's like allowing women to wear clothes means that you have half the populate doubling the population of consumers. Because mm-hmm. so if you think about that in Japan, like if all the women just stay at home and never ever go to work, that's a huge missed opportunity, especially if you account for all the education that they receive getting up to, you know, child rearing age. Yeah. So having those support systems there to let them have a family and also have them be in the workforce, even, you know, like you said, part-time or something like that, I think would do a lot to help the economy. Well,
1: there's a lot of tools now coming out as well. Actually, the next story is about AI, but it's relevant. Um, you know, you can magnify your potential output at work, you know, 10 times, 100 times. If with, you're efficient. With tools that are going to come out in the next couple of years, you yeah. know. So I think this is like a big opportunity for people to really think about their output and productivity. And hopefully give them more time to think as well and have free time to do interesting things like this podcast. Um, which I haven't had time to do, unfortunately. <laughs> before before you get to that,
0: that uh, story, I have, I have four kind of negative stories. So let me get through those really quick. Okay. So Japan court nixes university's dismissal of English teacher before unfixed contract eligibility. So basically, uh, an individual... I don't like to name people in this show. It's, it's more about the stories than it is the actual the, the people's names. So a 62-year-old, uh, uh, I think it's a Brazilian man, uh, basically foreign natural, national, was working at a university teaching medical English. And basically, he was on this like yearly re- recurring contract and then right before he was to convert to a fixed term labor contract uh, he was let go with no right. real reason yeah, yeah he sued the court said yeah it was kind of weird Not not reasonable under socially accepted norms to do that which mm-hmm. means you guys are being racist what the fuck right and they said you got to pay for all of his backed wages that you didn't pay him and then also reinstate him now this is a real problem for a couple of reasons one Like if you're an English teacher in Japan, basically, like if you're not at a like a a good place, like if you're at our school, for example, um, you you have like a a contract that's like there's no term limit on it. We support Mm -hmm. your visa, whatever type of visa that you like to want to get spousal. If you're going for your permanent residency, if you're eligible, we'll support all that stuff. A lot of places don't do that. They're Mm -hmm. just like, oh, you're the foreign thing. Okay, here's your one year contract, your one year visa. Mm -hmm. Do what we say or we'll cut your support. And so there's there's a lot of places like that in Japan, unfortunately. Um, and this guy fought back and won, so good for that. But the other, the, but the the problem is, is, now he's got to work with all these people he just sued. Right. Yeah. So
1: well, that's the thing. Like, they'll make you hukenshain, you know, these kind of like contract workers and things like that. The idea is to keep you away from getting into the company, so you're easily fireable. Because yeah. once you're an employee, it's actually quite hard to get rid of you. Yep. Um. So you know there is that kind of mentality in Japan especially to foreign people. It's like, you will go home at some point. Yeah. So all these like, just say the, um, what's it called? Trainee people coming from like Vietnam and countries yeah. like that to learn farming or whatever. It's like a three or four year contract and then go back home.
0: That's understandable because even like America did that with the Japanese after world war two. A lot of Japanese farmers went to America to learn farming and then came back to Japan and then mm-hmm. use those techniques here. I mean, that's fine. But one of one of the things that one of the comments that were on that article that stuck out to me was that, Here's an issue. And I'm going to I'm going to speak to my friends who are actually working in Japan as English teachers. If you're here and you're on any type of visa, consider your skill set. I mean, myself and Alex did this. I think year one is an ALT. It's like, OK, what are our skill sets? What can we learn? What can we make ourselves to be a more valuable employee and a more, you know, desirable person? you know, candidate when we go for an interview or something like that. And one of the big things that I see, uh, I'm not, I don't know if this 62 year old falls in this category, but one of the big things that I see with like kind of lifetime English teachers is they never learn Japanese. Mm. And if you never learn Japanese, you're going to have a hard time living here and you're going to have a long, uh, hard time, like getting accepted to the society, finding a good, finding good jobs and things like that. You just kind of always be like loner like style. And that's just not, that's not good. So I would definitely work on my skill set and try to learn Japanese
1: but well even when you do learn Japanese
0: it doesn't really get any easier to be honest with you because well you just have you, you awesome. go for hard, harder and harder challenges yeah I know you're just going for more end game end game content no I'm totally
1: stupid so I just <laughs> keep you know pushing buttons when I shouldn't do
0: Wait, wait, let me get through my last uh, these. Okay, so uh, next story. A Wo- woman who served in the self-defense for- forces sued state assailants over sexual harassment. Now, that's actually a misnomer because not, this is not sexual harassment. This is actually just sexual abuse. Um, so a woman who says that she loves the self-defense force, a 23-year-old said during a press conference that the national uh, in Tokyo said that she filed a, the suit not out of feelings of ill will towards the self-defense forces, but at the desire to prevent these things from happening again. Mm. I'm not going to say her name. Was we'll subjective to a wide range of abuse on a daily basis from fall 2020 through august 2021 after qu- quitting the the gsdf in june last year she began p- uh, posting online under her own name about her abuse and submitted a petition to the defense ministry, ministry calling for an investigation and the e- e- e, let me get it here it goes her lawyers told press conference uh, told the press conference the abuse exceeded harassment and constitute uh, constituted criminal behavior that she endured groping kissing among other actions in addition to daily sexual comments hmm. so uh it resulted in five people being fired and a supervisor like being
1: demoted so. yeah the problem is if you want to stand up and make your case heard you're gonna to have to get ready to get bashed a lot in in japan the i mean is- well that's kind of anywhere but but yeah. But that's... I think it's more so here. It's harder to gain support. Yeah. You know what I mean? because um, well, they do the
0: whole like victim blaming thing here. Like yeah. even when you get in a car accident, you can't have a hundred percent, zero percent liability. It's mm. always like, yeah, but you had a little bit of fault. Because you were in the way of the guy who was drunk driving. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh next uh, serious story. Groper arrested in it's kind of serious. Groper arrested in Japan insists he did not grab both boobs.
1: Just one. Okay, so here... <laughs> Here's the thing. He didn't use the back of his hands or something like that, so it's not groping. So or elbows. Okay, this is this
0: is a linguistic problem. Okay, so he he's a he he was arrested and admitted to to groping a woman. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you gotta understand. Well, you know this, and we all know this, but people at home uh, in Japan nouns don't have a plural, mm-hmm. so they can be either plural or singular. Yeah. So when he was accused of groping her mune which is breasts right mm. he commented that he said yeah i touched her breast, but it was not dual mune so not both not both breasts
1: okay so so that's 50 percent less bad is it? <laughs> oh, i'm trying to work out all the the, the differences Whatever. Oh, God. I don't know. This came out of just. Where, like, where did this happen anyway? What's, uh, what's the situation? Tochigi. To, to to Niko. Oh, I was there recently. Yeah. It wasn't me. It was a six year old, too. Whatever. <laughs> really?
0: <Jeez>. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Last one. Last serious one. Okay. <clears throat> this is actually the most fucked up story that we have today. um So, death row, Im- death row inmates, uh, lawyers call for discussion, less sec- uh, secrecy on executions in Japan. Mm. So, in Osaka. In the Osaka lawsuit filed last November, the lawyers are representing three inmates awaiting execution at the Osaka detention center. They are seeking compensation uh, from the state over three points said to violate the constitution executions carried out while appeals are pending, which is fucking fucked up. Those carried out on the same day after inmates are notified in the morning. Like today's the day, uh, (laughs) an execution by hanging, which they claim is cruel. So let me go over the three things really quick. So, the japanese legal system is like an opaque box of like things that really need to be shown to the public Mm. like they need to overhaul that right away i've been saying this is an ongoing theme on this on the show like serious human like rights violations and that that needs to be fixed one two the the idea of like telling the people the morning that they're going to be executed there's there's the, if I'm going to play, play devil's advocate, their side of this is saying, well, if they know when they're going to die, then they'll stress about it until the day that they die. So we just tell them. Right. Like, Today's the day. So then they stress for a little bit. It's mm.
1: like. But they know that it's going to happen one day.
0: Yeah. So- <laughs> and then the last thing is like the hanging thing is like, yeah, I mean, that's brutally. Like barbaric They need to stop I mean I don't think Any any I don't think any nation Should have the ability To execute their own citizens I just don't think That should be the thing mm. Life in prison For everybody who does Something fucked up Don't don't Because once you can Kill somebody I mean the 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 value of a human life Is diminished In the eyes of the state And also the state Is not always right So if you could say With a hundred percent Certainty that Every single execution Every single time Always was always right which mm. you fucking can't Then maybe you Shouldn't be doing that mm. That's it True. Let's go on to something more fun.
1: Okay, a bit more lighthearted stuff from me. Uh, So we've got Japan has developed an AI suitcase, which is a replacement for guide dogs. Actually, no, that's not an upbeat story, is it?
0: No, it's actually kind of cool. Well, you're feeling bad for the dogs? No, the
1: dogs are out of work, (laughs) I don't want to see unemployed dogs. No,
0: they'll, they'll just be our friends and they don't have to work anymore. They'll have a love, a, a life of leisure. Dogs don't
1: want that. They want to be I know. helpful. I know. They want to be part of the pack. I am just feel sad about the unemployed dogs now. I don't know if I can go on. Yeah, you can because okay. it's about okay. AI,
0: your new thing. Fu- oh, yeah, my thing. friend
1: AI. <laughs> I submit to our robotic overlords. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so there's a new automated device. You know, basically those suitcases that follow you around when you walk at the airport, which I do not trust. Hmm. You know that's not a level where I'm. Have you seen the the chairs
0: that return to their base by themselves and they like take people to where they're supposed to go? Yeah, I
1: sat in one once and somebody told me to get out of it. Yeah, you're not supposed. To, it's not supposed to do that. Oh, I don't know. I thought it was just for like, anybody <laughs> to use. Not a carnival know. ride, man. I was like, well, cool. This looks fun. Because no, they. It, it, but it stopped right in front of me, so I was like, oh, thank you. It's, it's like get the fuck out of my way, and you're like, So did I sit in here. What is? What's going on here? I'll sit here, and then they're like, ah, oh. <laughs> and they all came running out. Yeah, sorry. Um... So basically, the suitcases that follow you around. Yeah. Somebody's had the bright idea of replacing guide dogs with those Yeah. Uh, for the visually impaired mm. so they can find themselves find their way around town or whatever. Um, and people are fairly impressed with it. Uh, this guy who did the demonstration said that, uh, sorry, lady that did the demonstration said she's usually careful to walk straight and she was impressed she could get to the station with so little hassle. So it seems to be working. They've also got headphones where they tell you which way to go and stuff like that. And the GPS system has got a ten centimeter margin of error, so it's pretty accurate as well.
0: Ten centimeter GPS margin of error I don't in Japan—that's
1: that. impossible. Yeah, I know. Especially if you... Like, I was in um, uh, Toranomon yesterday. Oh, no, not yesterday before yesterday. Uh, looking at Google Maps trying to find their office and it was just spinning around like a motherfucker Go, go so. to
0: Shinjuku, go to Shibuya Like because all the tall concrete buildings you're not in line of sight of two or th- two of the three satellites Yeah So the GPS is like fuck, I don't God know. I can see the suitcases
1: in the middle of the fucking road and just disaster <laughs> Dead person and yeah. like got hit by a car and the suitcase is just going on its merry way And the dog is sat on his little retirement bed thinking <laughs> Told you so Told you so what I'm worried about is the dogs, man, because Japan does put dogs down like quite quickly. So I think that you know. Yeah, we we were having this
0: conversation because a friend of mine uh, is uh, looking for a new. I, I I told him I he got he got a husky in <coughs> in Tokyo. Idiots. And I was like, you realize a husky is a needy ass dog. Yeah. Is going to grow to like ginormous size and you're going to have to walk it all the fucking time. And he's yeah. like, yeah, "I love it so much. It'll be so great." And I mean, this kid, he's got more money than brains. And i was just like, "No, you can." And then now it is a year later. It's like, "My dog's too big. Yeah. Can you help me find a home for it?" Yeah. "Husky's a massive responsibility to yeah. take on." It's a beautiful dog. If I had time and a sp- in space, I and maybe a family,
1: <laughs> yeah, I would get it, but like, man, it's just No. No, it's not responsible at all. No. So, uh, bad Bad decision. Making. How many stories have you got? I've got two more, three more. Four okay,
0: more. We'll g- go through yours. Let's M- do it. M- mine are all just dumb from this point forward.
1: Okay, so the world's largest type of daikon radish, the Sakurajima daikon, famous from Kagoshima, yeah, uh, can now be ordered online in Japan. Uh, and good news, it's uh, available in manageable portions. So there's a, a ruler showing how long it is. How long is that? Twenty centimeters. Well. That's what most people claim. I'm not going to go anywhere. With this. <laughs> I was just wondering where we could go with this one. She's groping it with both hands, like not... with gloves on.
0: That's perfect placement for the daikon. That's good. That that's
1: it. good groping. That she's Did, got no can fingerprints. You, can you well.
0: explain why these are it like grow? They grow like this.
1: Yeah, it's magic. <laughs> it's not magic. So basically, uh Sakurajima is a wellspring of natural magic, and that's why. <laughs> that's why the. The daikon are massive and the oranges are
0: tiny. It's because it's a volcanic island. And so the topsoil is very, very soft. The top of it gets harder as you go down. And so instead of growing down like most daikon, they grow, they grow out. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. So they weigh over 10 kilograms each and have even made the Guinness uh, Book of World Records huzzah. Um, so, yeah, there's some comments on this saying it must be a lot of manual labor to get these out of the ground. And, oh, look at the frilly leaves that belong to this huge daikon. Uh, and things like that. So great. There are only five farmers in Japan that grow these uh, native species of Sakurajima daikon. So please buy lots of them and and eat them all up.
0: Sakurajima has two claims to fame for produce. One is the Sakurajima daikon. The other one is where your people first encountered the mikan.
1: Uh, allegedly, yes. Yeah. In
0: which they called it Asatsuma because that's the name of this region.
1: So that's um, slightly different. So Sakurajima Komikan, the tiny little ones that grow in Sakurajima, are the world's smallest peelable orange. But apparently when the British came, uh, they were given, I think they were given Unshu Mikan, which is a slightly different variety. Whatever. Which is the normal Satsuma.
0: Mine's like the Disney version of this. It's much more simple. So Satsuma. Okay. So that's why they're called Satsuma. And that's why there's like four counties in America called Satsuma, where they grow oranges. That's true. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. So thanks, British people. Nice fact. <laughs> From the brain of Mitch. Or, uh... <laughs> I only remember the, the meat. We've talked about this before. The details aren't important.
1: You remember the easiest version and Disneyfy it. Yeah. And then last week. No,
0: seriously, there are like Disney characters in my brain right now. Like with the British. are like, oh, hello, Japanese people. They're like, hello, Mikan. Japanese man. Have and, a, oh, what's this? Like, it's an orange.
1: <laughs> Let's take this abroad and eat it. And then our there's our a country. sing-along
0: directly after that scene. My God. Amazing.
1: everything's a stage show in your head what's wrong with this <laughs> I don't know I don't get it Everything's fun. I can imagine. I just want to see the world through Mish's eyes. No it's, it's it really no, it's great. It's great. It really is.
0: It's great. Dude, we have a mutual British friend. He has one positive adjective. You guys don't do positivity. He's yeah. got one. It's nice. Everything's fucking nice. That,
1: that is the highest level
0: compliment. <laughs> what are you talking about? Nothing is awesome or amazing or spectacular. It's, oh, that's nice. That's nice. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's, what's wrong with that? You guys that's, are fucking full. How can you just, get better than that? That's
0: why it rains all the time. You oh. guys might be the inspiration for the Ferengi. Because uh, on Fer- Ferenginar, it rains Every day And they have 160 words for rain yeah, well, we have like at least five. I'm gonna make a Star Trek channel. That's what I'm gonna do. It's my calling. Star Trek channel. <laughs> you can do
1: it in here. We've got the set. Get <laughs> in the background. Yeah.
0: Get taken down for copyright. Yeah. Uh, you know what I really want to do? I want to. I want to uh, reprogram my Google HomePods. Yeah. To respond to computer.
1: Right. Okay. Computer. It's really what I want to do. Computer. Engage the holodeck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Continue with your story. Okay. Stories. Stop. I want to talk about jizz. Okay. Um, so over 500. Women in Japan use an overseas sperm bank as demand grows, apparently. So there's a company in Denmark uh, that is a sperm bank. And in the last three and a half years, uh, the company has seen incredible demand from Japan. So more than 500 women have ordered uh, some lovely sperm. Some happy babies online. Uh, Over 1,000 registered donors uh, as well. Um, And basically, uh, they're giving the sperm to single women, sexual minorities and women with infertile husband in Japan since launching in 2019 so yeah um, people want some foreign sperm I guess (laughs) What do you have well, to say?
0: It, I mean, my comment about this is that the Danish people, it's like, good choice. I mean, they're tall. They tall. seem relatively peaceful. True. Tall, yeah. blonde hair, blue eyes. I mean, you mix that with Japanese, and it, it doesn't turn blonde or blue. It just, it just goes, goes a little bit lighter shade of brown, is usually what yeah. happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get basically my natural hair color, which is not blonde.
1: So this is weird. I mean, it's like, in one way, yeah, but, you know, in, in another <laughs> yeah, sense, like, yeah. are you doing this for, like, a fashion accessory? <laughs> uh, you know, Um I don't know what to think about this. Yeah, story. I don't really. I, don't really I really don't have an opinion. The, the one thing so. that's interesting about the story
0: is that they can't get the procedure done in Japan because they'll only do IVF for married couples. Most places, so they have to actually go right there.
1: I wonder how much it costs. Like, would like a a, a nice <laughs> would a nice dinner and a hotel room for a night, a five star hotel room. No, but eat. you get, you get to pick your donors, and so like you get to pick their. They're like you got to pick who you go to fucking dinner with as well. You know what I mean? Just go, eat, you know. I, I don't see it's that difficult, right? So, yeah, but know. in this world, I think a lot
0: of people just want. To, well, if sexual minorities, for example, like yeah, yeah. you know, if you're a two female couple and they want to have a child, yeah, right? yeah. I could understand that.
1: Yeah, that's that's fair enough. Yeah, um, but I think what you got to think about is that how like mixed race kids are, um educated in japan as well because the population is 90 odd nine percent japanese or whatever i mean you have mixed race kids yeah and it's, it's tough it's not easy you know they get uh you know they stand out at school and obviously when you're a teenager you don't want to stand out right yeah um so it's another thing to pick on um so you've got to kind of think about those things as well and especially being a single parent family that can be quite difficult too yeah so you know there are many many factors to consider beyond just the availability um, there are some kind of cultural issues with it as well, yeah. but you know, if somebody wants to have a child and they're unable uh, unable to do that, you know, um, in the kind of well, what would we you say, the regular way, I suppose. Um, Re-
0: I'd say the, the regular, because like we can't even, <clears throat> like recently we can't even call people like sane or insane. It's just like neurotypical. Oh, that's neuro That oh, really annoys me. I
1: mean, <laughs> what is neuro-atypical? That just means you're weird. <laughs> and like they're going, oh, you can't define a man or a woman and stuff like that. In foreign media, have you seen that?
0: I, I was totally on board with like a man is a man or a woman is a woman. And then I saw a TED talk and I was like, I, and then, cause it's like, I'll, I'll send it to you later. And then I was like, now I don't, I don't have an opinion anymore. It's not that I have a strong opinion either way. I just don't have an opinion anymore. No, it's uh, like no, 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 because not, not not because if you go to the typical case, it's very easy to to define a biological male and a biological female mm. for most almost hundred percent of the cases. Mm-hmm. But there are every now and then these like outlier cases where I'm like, okay well what do we do in this case? And that And that got me thinking.
1: But those extra cases should not necessarily I, determine the use of... We are not getting into this conversation right now. 99% of people's language. Can we get back to the the Danes? <laughs> yeah, I've just thrown the Danish sperm on the floor. Oh the, the floor is covered with <laughs> Don't do it. Danish... Manga artists wants
0: Japanese teachers <laughs> to, to feel for two seconds how dumb their girl's dress code is. The gist of this... should I said it. The gist yeah. of this story is... The gist of this story. The gist of this story is that what? basically Japanese girls in school are sometimes made to, depending on the school, made to ha- have to wear only a skirt with specially approved socks even in the... Minus temperatures of winter
1: Specially approved socks Yeah Because they used
0: to do this thing In the 80s and 90s Called loose socks Oh right yeah And so then they like They made like Approved socks Mm-hmm Anyway, it's dumb. I think the girls should be able to wear insulated pants just like everybody fucking else does. And it's stupid. And no, it doesn't make you stronger to cold. What they always say is like, oh, if we freeze the kids. Like when you see elementary school kids in their fucking summer uniform in the middle of the winter, it's like, oh, it's going to toughen them yeah. up. No, you guys are poor after the war and you can only afford summer uniforms. Yeah. And then you made all these policies based upon that. I it's was dumb. left because you see the it.
1: little like kids walking along like the boys especially with the shorts and the legs are like purple because it's so fucking (laughs) cold outside (laughs) and i feel sorry for them and you laugh and here we go that's the difference in our personality yeah i'm like haha. let
0: me uh oh wait you guys do the last two and then i got two stupid ones
1: okay i was suddenly fired what's this i've not read this one so i've no idea what it's about there you go
0: oh no we will just we'll skip that one because we already kind of went past that all right so i've
1: got one about uh, a cushion
0: Oh, then wait on that one. All right. Hmm? Uh, no, no, you can do that one. Yeah, let's do that one. This is fine. We got, a, we got a graphic for this.
1: Okay, so I've got a headline here. Never oversleep again under the stern supervision of Japan's threatening red panda nap cushion, which I've literally no idea what this means. Oh, my God. <laughs> that looks totally uncomfortable. Um, so basically, somebody has invented a gift Um, which is called a Threatening Red Panda Nap Cushion, and it's available for 6,700 yen, uh, US $51. Uh, This adorably dangerous pillow um, or cushion includes a soft green pillow designed to look like grass and a stuffed red panda standing on its hind legs, ready to claw the fuck out of your face. Um, So why on earth would you want that is number one question. And number two is how would that wake you up if your eyes are fucking closed anyway? You wouldn't be able to get to sleep. Surely that's the
0: dumbest thing I've ever. Heard. It's
1: so stupid. You think? You'd be terrified that it was going to pounce on yeah, you. You'd put that up once because it just basically it just like plugs
0: into the pillow, right? Yeah, you'd put uh, it, it in one, in. You, once, and then you'd be like, oh, isn't this funny? You go to sleep with it, realize it's annoying, and then forget about it. it Just becomes waste, or just never buy it. <laughs> so I All mean, right. I don't
1: want to diss them, but
0: let's go. Let's go. I forgot about a, a headline that I that I, I wanted to put in the show, and we have to we have to mention this now. Here we go. Go. The decluttering queen and, and Netflix's star, uh, star new book notes that uh, what sparks joy in her life has changed. Is it Danish jizz? Marie Marie Kondo admits she's kind of given up on tidying up. Oh my God. After having three kids. Yeah, you fucking would do. Up yeah. until now, I was a professional tidier. So I did my best to keep my home tidy at all times, she said in a recent interview. I have now kind of given up on that. No No shit. <laughs>
1: hello welcome to the world of parenting
0: yeah isn't that fucking amazing Natsuki was feeling really depressed because her kids got sick and she couldn't have a home party and her house was a mess and she was just like oh my life is so shitty and I linked her that story and she's like yeah get down <laughs> get down condo <laughs> all right two last stories uh the uh no I'm actually just gonna skip that one that was dumb we'll just go to this one last story Japanese police filed charges against illegal anime girl huggy pillow cover seller. It's another pillow cover. What's going on with this country? So actually, I was, <laughs> no. So it's it's okay. These, these are counterfeit pillow covers being produced and sold online, and then the police like filed charges against the guy that's making it.
1: Is this something to do with the Filipino mafia as well? No, no like like this it? is
0: this is just the otaku in Japan. But this reminds me of a YouTuber who one of my friends really really hates, but I actually really like her. She's really funny. How do you see your subscriptions in the app? There you go. Okay, so there is this there is this YouTuber that I subscribe to. She's actually a Twitch stream, uh, streamer. Mm-hmm. Um, her name is Jenny Nicholson. No idea. Doesn't matter. She's just this like a kind kind of like little white girl that like talks about fantasy stuff and you know okay. de- stuff like that online all the time. Anyway, so she has like this three hour explanation video on bronies. It's one hour and eleven minutes twenty seven seconds. And it's called the last brony con a fandom autopsy what's a brony it's those people who fall and fell in love with my little pony but as like grown men right you've never okay this isn't this also has a Star Trek reference because there's a there's a documentary that was made about this sure. by the character of Q from the Tng remember Q yes yeah 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 he made it uh a, a, like exploitive documentary about bronies and he's like hosting it so uh, Josh has put pictures of bronies on the screen. So Alex is seeing this for the first time. So I'm glad I could brain fuck you today. Oh, I want to be in this club. <laughs> Wait, is that? Oh, never mind. Yeah, so bronies are a real thing. And in, in this girl's uh, like autopsy, there's her there's her thumb right there. The girl in the blue shirt. There she is. Uh, the, the She's hugging the pillow of the My Little Pony character pillow. And she said like when she goes to the, the brony cons, like one of the major products that they sell are these like you know non-official pillow covers and she said like a lot of them are let's just say adult themed oh right (laughs) what some what and i just like i was watching this video i was just like on a plane i was just like this is what i do i was just like wow these wow on a plane plane. were you
1: worried about people's eyes looking
0: no i I, I was like i was like if you want to watch this with me i'll I'll unplug my head
1: Oh, these are like full-sized pillows, are they? Yeah, because they can sleep with them, and
0: it's like being with the character or something. There is actually are a these Jap-
1: like human size.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they're Japanese human size, so they're like they're like a hundred and fifty centimeters or so. Wow. And so like they, there's this guy who like married his pillow in some pr- ward in Tokyo, and they like officiated. And he married his pillow. Okay. I'm not. I'm not making this shit up. This is the thing, guys. There he is. I told you, Mary's pillow. My God. I mean, when you look at the guy, he looks like the guy that owned
1: Mary's pillow. Well, I suppose if she, if she complains, headline, just...
0: man, Mary's pillow lives happy life. Well, I mean, no bitching. I mean... Just
1: stick her in the washing machine if
0: she's complaining. <laughs> <least. laughs> That's been our show today, guys. Uh, if you want to be one of our patrons, click the link in the description below. All the links to the news. Articles we mentioned today are in the the, uh, description. That's been our show today. Thanks, Alex, for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Next time you're here, (laughs) let's have more ridiculously
1: inappropriate stories. All right, bye-bye. Bye, Bye, everybody.
0: (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening, and a special thank you to our supporters on Patreon. Jan Myler, Jen, Justin Perkins, Ellen, Dennis P., and Ellen Mary. You guys rock.